Parakhes Mishnah Gimel. The Mishnah discusses a person who commits the repeated violations of Yom Kippur. We have two relevant psukim in Parshas Emmar. One Pasuk Chavtes there states, Kol HaNefesh Asher Lo Seune Be'etzem Hayom Hazeh Any person who fails to afflict himself on this day of Yom Kippur, meaning by not refraining from eating or drinking, if he does eat and drink on Yom Kippur, then he shall be cut off from his people, he shall be punished with kares, which essentially is death from Shemayim. Next Pasuk states, Anyone who performs an act of malacha on this day of Yom Kippur. Any of the 39 categories of creative labor that are forbidden on Shabbos, if one does one of those acts deliberately on Yom Kippur, the Pasuk says, that soul shall be lost from the midst of its people. Again, the person shall be punished with kares. Now, as a rule, any sin in the Torah whose deliberate violation makes a person liable to kares, an inadvertent violation of that sin triggers an obligation for a person to bring a carbon chatas. And thus, if a person, for example, didn't realize that today was Yom Kippur, and he went and ate or drank, the amount that makes him liable, or performed a malachan Yom Kippur, he would have to bring a carbon chatas to atone for that sin. The question is, what if a person inadvertently violated Yom Kippur multiple times? Does he bring multiple karbanos? One important factor that goes into deciding this question is whether the person simply repeated the identical violation, or whether he performed two acts that are distinct violations. If there are two distinct violations, meaning that they're forbidden under two distinct psukim, then the person will have to bring a separate karmachatis for each violation. But if the person, for example, goes and eats the amount of a large date on Yom Kippur inadvertently, and then does that again, he will only have to bring one karmachatis, since it was repetition of the same violation. Unless the two violations occurred in Distinct halamos. Hela means the person's state of ignorance, of being unaware that he was committing any violation. If he was in one you know, continuous state of unawareness, meaning the entire time when he committed those two acts of eating on Yom Kippur, he was oblivious the entire time to the fact that it was Yom Kippur, then once he comes to, someone informs him, Yom Kippur, you just ate on Yom Kippur, he will only have to bring one carbon chatas. But if it occurred Bishtea Lamos, meaning somebody informed him after he ate the first time it's Yom Kippur, and then somehow he forgot again and ate again, in that case, the fact that there was a period of awareness in between the two violations separates them. You know, we'll have to bring two different karbanos, one for each violation. The Mishnah states that even if Achal Vishasa Behelamechad, even if he didn't do exactly the same activity twice. First he ate the amount of a large date. Then, still completely oblivious to the fact that it was Yom Kippur, he drank a malolugmav amount. The halacha in this case as well is, achas. You only have to bring one carbon chatas. Although the acts are physically different, one was eating, one was drinking, both of those activities violate the exact same pasik of both acts which the person 
who broke his state of affliction, therefore he'll be a one carbon chates for both of those violations. However, if Ochal Malacha, a person ate in Yom Kippur, and then you know, still completely oblivious to the fact that it's Yom Kippur, it's all one Nihalim, he went and performed some Malacha, here, he'll be liable to two distinct Karbanos, since each act violated a completely distinct Pasuk. First act violated Pasuk Chavtes of Kichol HaNefesh, Asher Lo, etc. Second act of performing Malacha violated the next Pasuk there of Kichol HaNefesh, Asher, Tasa, Kumalacha. Or we could discuss it as a violation of which is found earlier in the passage there. But the point is, since the violations were of different psukim, he will have to bring different karbanos to atone for them. The mission concludes with another ruling, that is that if one of Yom Kippur ate something that's not deemed edible, a very, very bitter herb or spoiled meat, or Vishasa Mashkin, Shein and Ruin, the Shasir, he drank something totally unfit for drinking. No you know, regular person would be able to drink that. Vishasa Tzir or Muryas, or even if he went and drank some fish brine or dissolved fish fats, even though those things were used as dips. But if he eats it straight, that's not considered that he consumed something that's you know, fit for consumption. And that would be like eating ketchup or mustard straight. Since in all these cases, we cannot say the person ate something that's actually fit for consumption, a potter, he would be exempt. He hasn't committed a biblical violation because biblical violation occurs when the person relieved the state of affliction, eating something that's not really fit for consumption, does not accomplish relief of one's state of affliction. Therefore, he would not be biblically liable for this.